0: Hi, this is Ben Wright, CEO of Atlas Advertising. Thanks to everybody that's joining us today for anatomy of an, an IEDC award-winning website. Um, questions, uh, you guys can ask questions at, at any time, and we're, we're glad to have you. You can also chat them to me using the uh, chat function that's in the control bar to your right. Uh, so we're set for about an hour today, and we'll leave plenty of, of time in between as well as uh, at the end for questions. Okay, great. Well, as I mentioned, I'm CEO of Atlas Advertising. We work for 50-plus economic development uh, clients and scattered throughout 30 states. We also have clients in six countries, which is... Uh, which is great, and we're based out of Denver, where today it, it is not snowy, so <laughs> unlike, unlike Halifax <laughs> and some of the other places that, uh, that we uh, work with and, and talk to. I think last time we had a webinar, which was last week, it was uh, there were ice storms in Iowa and, and snow in, in Dallas, which, um, hmm. uh, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting, interesting uh, weather uh, climate time this, this time of, of the year. Our company uh, works uh, does branding website development, GIS mapping research and social media and creative services in in economic development so about as close to a full-service economic development marketing firm uh, as there is. Uh, we work with a number of partners uh, and speak on behalf of IEDC and and in uh, at various regional economic development groups so it's great to great to have you all on on the line today. In addition to myself, we've got Guillermo Mazier, who's our business development associate, and uh, has talked to many of you uh, prior. So it's uh, great to have you here. So one of the things we like to do as a firm is we like to share uh, all of this. So uh, this webinar in uh, Slideshare format is already available at at uh, at uh, this uh, URL called http://www.slideshare.net write0405. You can also follow us on Twitter, and uh, I'd invite you to read more at our blog. We pretty much put something up every day on our blog relating to online marketing and economic development marketing, and and we hope that it's uh, of real benefit for you. Okay, so here's what we're going to talk about today. Um, In the past, I've given this webinar with our client, Indie Partnerships, but today I'm going to give it on their behalf. They've been a, a great client of ours for about 18 months and uh, we've done some some great things with them. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. Uh, I'm also going to talk about the project uh, and about the approach that we took to make it a successful project. We're going to outline each of the eight components of what we think makes a, a world-class economic development website uh, and talk about more, uh, more opportunities that exist online. And we also uh, would love your feedback, too, because I think at, in, in developing websites in economic development for the last eight years, and even for uh, ten plus years before that, as, as practitioners, we know that things change so fast, and we we uh, value your input. So, um, so that's that's what we're going to cover today. Okay, so uh, you know just a, a little bit more about us uh, and me personally. Uh, the first time I developed an economic development website was in 1995, which the main question then was why would you do a website? Uh, and things have changed quite a bit. I mean, we're we're talking 15 years later and, and the web has grown astronomically. New tools such as blogs and social media have come on the scene and Google has really risen to dominance, being, meaning almost every economic development search starts with Google and overall in terms of all searches, Google has about a 70 percent market share among search engines, which is amazing. Um, we created um, Part of how we evaluate economic development websites is—it is, um, was called the seven components of a successful website—and we created that in 2004, and it's undergone seven, or excuse me, two major revisions. Uh, one of them uh, meaning that there are now eight components of a successful website, including social media. And what you're going to see today is we're actually scoring our own work, which helps us uh, be better. And. I think my intention with this is to give you guys the tools to score your own website. So, uh, and as executives, as many of you are, and marketing folks and decision makers, hopefully this can give you some ideas about how to prioritize your your budgets going forward. And I I think the other thing I really want to underscore is that every economic development website has something good about it the worst thing you could do is, is do away with what people are actually using and are valuing on your website, and I've seen that happen in a couple cases. So um, to develop these components, we do annual research with site selectors and prospects, and we study actual usage data uh, collected from economic development websites in 37 states by Development Results, which is a company that I founded with uh, ED Solutions founder Mark James. So. All of this thinking goes into the websites that, that Atlas works on in collaboration with our clients. So I want to kind of introduce uh, these guys to you. Um, these, are, these have been my, my co-presenters, and they're folks that, that we work with all the time. Um, uh, I'll get to their, to their bios in a second. One of the things I really do like is, is the way their bio pages work, so I'll, uh, I'll bring that up here. Um, this is Ron Gifford, who is who's the CEO, president and CEO of the organization, and um, uh, essentially Ron's organization represents the 10-county Indianapolis region, uh, so a, a fairly good-sized organization. Eleven total staff uh, is privately funded uh, and affiliated with something called the Central Indiana Corporate Partnership. These guys are all pretty new, which I think is great, and I think I'll, I'll be able to kind of talk about each one of their roles in a, in a second throughout the project. But Ron uh, really was a, a, a steward of the project, and I think that's important for you guys that are thinking about new websites is make sure your president and CEO is engaged, if not day-to-day, um, uh, substantially in some of the decision-making. Um, Joshua Hall was our main day-to-day client. He's the Indie Partnerships Director of Marketing. And uh, here are ways to connect with Joshua as well. Just a a great guy and somebody who really did a great job on on bringing the project to to fruition. And then lastly is Matt Waldo, who's their researcher. And Matt helped provide a lot of the content and was integral to the success of the project. Okay, so that's a little bit about them. So um, now about the project, Um, their goals were... Uh, for the website to be the centerpiece of the region's marketing programs for years to come. As I mentioned, these guys were new to the organization and uh, knew that they needed to invest in a website that was probably six years old uh, before we came on. Uh, They did a competitive bid as many of you do, uh, including multiple local firms. Uh, They chose Atlas because we were more cost effective, because we had national experience in working with economic development. Um, Joshua would tell you that we were very willing to customize and try some things we'd never tried before, and that we were receptive to creating new things. Most probably importantly, uh, they could be really clear with us and we could develop with them great goals. So here were the goals of the project. To position the Indy Partnership as the preeminent one-stop shop for economic development services in Indianapolis, to increase understanding of the advantages of relocating and operating a business in the Indianapolis region to broadly distribute decision-influencing analysis of factual pro-Indianapolis region data to targeted industries. Isn't that last one great? Broadly distribute decision-influencing analysis. So that that sets a bar for the quality of information, which I really like. Um, The decision-influencing analysis of factual pro-Indianapolis data. So, and I think this is something they, with Matt Waldo's help, uh, did a great job on. Okay, so how they approached it. And, and part of our goal, other than to give you, give you the tools to evaluate your own website, it's also to help you be successful as you're managing your website. So uh, there's some things that the Indie Partnership did that uh, were outstanding, and I'd encourage you to, to contact them about this. But one of the things they did before they hired anybody they wrote a strategy, and in this case, Joshua collaborated with me, and we, we you know, I, I hate to to say this to my brethren who are consultants, but um, they got a lot of free information out of me. They, they he, he sent the strategy to me, and and we reviewed it, and I commented on it, and we together kind of crafted a strategy. Um, so before they even wrote an RFP, they had a strategy that was that was pretty well baked. There's some folks that hire uh, consultants to do that, like Mark James or, or ED Solutions or myself or, or other consultants that are out there. Um, but in this case, they wrote a great strategy themselves. It, they took great care to also understand the audience. So they actually had a research firm that they used to do some surveys of, of site selectors and prospects. Um, they were very careful to select the delivery mechanism, the web being one of them, and decide what they wanted the website to do. Um, they went ahead and committed the staff time, which is also something that can be can be overlooked. I think all of us want to think that we can do it all, but the truth is we we're busy before we work on the website, and therefore we need to clean things off, clean things off of our plate to be able to to do a good job. Even working with a the firm, um, they started the content even before the architecture was completed. They started. Uh, Auditing content on their own website, pulling together past brochures, and really creating and understanding a great base of content, which I think is, is, has contributed to the site's success. And even more than this, I think this is this is fantastic. This website launched uh, about 12 months ago, and since then, they've made changes to 80% of the pages since launch. And it doesn't mean a, an overhaul of every page, but. They've changed the data, or they've changed uh, the layout of a page, or they've reworked it in some way. And using our content management system, uh, they can do that without any programming. And I I think that last stat is is amazing because I think many of us think, "Hey, my website's live and it's done." Well, in this case, a successful website in in Indianapolis, it it isn't done. So here is an example. Here is a a screenshot of of the site, and I'll just kind of talk, I'll talk a little bit about it um, in general. And again, if our our goal was to position the uh, organization as the one-stop shop in Indianapolis, um, one of the things that it does is that it probably has more information than the other websites that are out there. It also is really clear as to how it's branded, um, uh, and uh, that it represents the region. And it can do it through maps, it can do it through news, it can do it through all, all ways, all, all manner of things. But uh, uh, this is an example of the homepage. So, and before we get into the review of it, um, this is—it's gotten a couple accolades that I think are are, are great. Um, Ron Starner, who's general manager for Site Selection Magazine, um, not only said as they were giving the organization a top 10 economic development group in the United States award, um, you know, not only said did they work hard, but that even though it wasn't part of the judging criteria for the top 10 groups, it's worth noting that the new Indy Partnership website is one of the best economic development websites we've ever seen. And then next, further in October 2009, IndyPartnership.com was given the International Economic Development Council's award for best website for communities over 200,000 in population. So um, so what we're going to do is we're going to break this down and talk about it in its, in its component parts because it... You have to work your way up to uh, having a highly trafficked or a highly useful website, and hopefully we have a framework here to to help you do that. So the eight things we try to design to, and we believe you should evaluate to as as buyers and and managers of websites, are the first thing is what we call authenticity of place branding and messaging. What we're going to do is we'll define it, and then we'll rate it and talk about each one. Um, but this is how are you differentiating your place? How are you actually speaking about the, the quality and differentiation of your location as a, essentially as a product? The next thing is how clear is your navigation? Does it have everything that people want? Uh, is, it, is it clearly uh, laid out? Is, it, is the messaging and, and the naming uh, usable by people? The third is just simply do you have enough content and do you have the right depth and, and quality of content? And if you ask a site selector, which we do, uh, we ask site selectors and prospects every year, probably you know if we ask them the simple question, what, what's the most important thing on a website?" Eight out of the top 10 things would be content related. and we'll show you some examples of that. Um, next is the use, use of search engine marketing approaches. Um, for many of you, for, for the best sites, Google or other search engines such as Bing or Yahoo, should make up between 30 and 50 percent of all of your traffic. If your site is lower than that, then you're missing then you're missing traffic. Um, so we actually assess each site based on how visible you are to your site is for search engine marketing. Um, next is use of email marketing and news sections. So how are you getting the word out um, about your site? Next is frequent performance tracking. So are you actually looking and seeing how it uh, how it's performing? Next is use of maps and GIS. And then last is use of new media. So consider these eight tips to go by, and and they're all weighted relatively equally. Okay. So what we're going to do is define each one, and then we'll go uh, from there. So what is authenticity in place branding? Everybody talks about branding, and I've given a lot of speeches on branding for economic development, and and mostly I just get sighs and and, uh, looks of disgust. But I think at, at its core, branding is communicating a true positioning of the region. It's utilizing recognizable national elements of, of your area. And it's capturing users' attention to inspire them to, to use the site. So we won't get into a, a detailed kind of treatise on branding. But essentially, these are the things we score on, and, and really just the first two. So in this case, we think that, that Indy does communicate a true positioning of the region. And one of the ways they do it, is um, uh, very clearly I mean they, they, they actually talked very specifically about cost and Indianapolis is a you know is a is a mid-tier city uh, or relatively large region uh, top 20 region that has real cost advantages compared to some others and they make a really clear case that that's part of, of the Indianapolis brand um, another thing is that you know and, and this is something we've, we've we always caution against. I think everybody, especially if you work in a region or any mid-sized town, you're going to use like a downtown shot. And one of the things that that we caution against is that unless you're New York or San Francisco, a lot of downtowns tend to look the same. So downtown may not be your recognizable national element, even though it's the center of, of, your, of your region. So in this case we did not give full points for the brand, even though we even though we designed it. Okay, so then next, let's talk about clarity of navigation, and please stop me as you have any questions. Um, Navigation is is probably the thing that drives the most repeat visits. If if people can't find what they're looking for on the first visit, they're probably not going to come back. But if they can, um, and they know that there's going to be new information there, your navigation can be a great asset for you. And this is frankly something that most web firms don't, Especially those that don't specialize in economic development don't don't know much about. So um, there are a few cues here that we that we think of when we think about navigation. The first is a prospect or site selector specific section pr- placed prominently. So, um, for example, site selection data is the first thing that people see when when people read websites. They read from the upper left down to the lower right, then they go up, and then they go into the lower left. So essentially the way you want to design a page or have your web designer or a firm like ours do that is put the most important tabs in the upper left, put the call to action here such as contact us, put the search bar here, and then other things that, that are less important in the lower left. So we put the prospect specific section prominently here. We also use an IEDC which is the International Economic Development Council um, standard data set so if you're on the website you can click uh, click on, on uh, that tab and you'll get very specific um, you'll get very specific information that was created by the IEDC uh, in cooperation with site selection consultants now one of the things that I'll say about that is there are probably fewer than 10 organizations that follow that standard to the letter. Um, and, uh, but it, it makes a great outline for you. I, I would almost call it a, a holy grail that if you can get close to it, then you're, you're uh, then you're doing a good job. The other thing uh, we recommend is providing the top ten most requested pages, and we're going to show you a list of what those pages are um, within one click of your home page. And then lastly, keep all valuable content three clicks or less from the home page. So, um, one of the things that, that as you're managing your own website or, or thinking about a redesign is, is exactly this, what, what do we need to put on here? So with development results, uh, we've compiled this list of the top ten pages that are used in economic development websites in 37 states, and this is one of those aha moments for us. I think as, as marketers, we tend to, to say, gosh, let's, let's really put the data out there and let's really tell the story of the community. Well the top two are all about you and your organization and I think that you know it's, if, if you are uh, enrolling in a charm school class for example what are they going to say they're gonna say stand up and uh, and say hello well essentially this is the stand up and say hello for your organization so uh, understanding helping folks understand who your organization is who works for you and what programs you offer are really ideal next is the data itself. Next, and I think really importantly, is news. We think that you should be posting news to your site once a week. You can also pull in RSS feeds that are up to the minute from lots of sources in your community or even national sources. Um, telling a, a relocate and expand story. Why relocate and expand to your areas next? And then next is, is probably a grouping of the more sexy things, such as GIS, that, that things like GIS systems can can help you with. So find property or site selection services. Or workforce data and information, or a database of companies, or largest employers, and then maps of the area. Um, I'm going to go ahead here and I'm going to go ahead and mute. We've got we've got a fair amount of of feedback uh, there. So if if you have any questions, go ahead and chat them to me. There we go. That should be better for that should be better for everybody. Okay. So. Um, So I was on to kind of the things that a GIS system can do for you. So find property, or site selection services, or workforce data, a database of companies, or maps of the area. All of these are really critical um, to, all of these are critical and and are highly used things. Um, The list goes on and on and on, but these are the things that that matter most. And again, if you've got questions or comments, go ahead and, and chat them to me. Okay, so... We actually rated uh, their navigation score and, and basically saw are all of these ten pages within one click of the home page and the answer is yes uh, there's a site selector or prospect specific section very clearly there, and uh, providing IADC data and the top ten most requested pages in intuitive places um, uh, this site scores very well for navigation okay, so next is what is great content and um, there are some great points here. We we write content for some of our clients, so we, we're in it. You know, we're we're in it with you. Largely, most clients are are taking the lead themselves on their own content, and uh, that's great. But I'll also tell you, as, as we completed our 2009 fiscal year and, and did um, uh, a client survey with our clients, one of the things that they said is, "Man, with social media and all the different things that, that are out there today, that I have to keep up with." i I can't do it, and with budgets and and staff sizes the way they are, uh, most folks feel like they're falling behind so um, the but at the same time, the demand for content has never been higher. so uh, we'll kind of talk about some tips for content writing here. Um, number one is make it scannable. I think this is a great example of of a comparative rankings page where uh, you can uh, basically look at at who's saying what. Scan down it and uh, easily get to the information you want. Next is use content management system. If, if you've got a web vendor or web partner that doesn't let you add pages, edit pages, pull pages down, post things for download without programming, then you are uh, then you're you're hurting your ability to maintain a high quality website. Next, we recommend weekly updates. And this, to some organizations, this feels very tough but there's some great uh, syndicated sources of content that we can recommend that, uh, frankly, update your website with you do, without you doing anything. A couple of rules of thumb that we don't, we, don't, um, we don't score based on this is devoting half your budget to content, meaning if, if you're thinking if you've got a certain amount of budget uh, for your organization, uh, save, save as much of it as you can for the, the practice of creating and, and updating content. And then use the other half for things like design, technology, and and things like that. Most of our clients will will think, "Hey, I'm going to hire a web vendor to to do uh, to design me a website." And that is, uh, in in our view, for successful websites. And when we've we've had very successful websites, uh, uh, we've basically taken the same amount of time to do content as we have otherwise. Is that a surprise to? To anybody I'm going to go in and unmute this but I wanted to see if, if that is a surprise to anybody. Uh, this is Jenny. Uh, yeah. I'm actually from Nebraska and I would say that's probably the biggest thing of the customers that I work with is that they they build it and they just do not ever go back and make an update to it. So I think that's great you're pointing that out. You bet. Great and it looks like we've had Tammy Nolan uh, join. Welcome Welcome Tammy from Wichita, Kansas. Okay, great. Um, okay, so um, we're going to go ahead and score. The next thing we'll do is go ahead and score this website in terms of content. And I have to say this site uh, does a great job in terms of content. The updates, as I showed you, are on the home page, are, are weekly, if not daily. 80% of their pages have changed in a year. Um, they use a content management system in fact, they use uh, atlas c m s which is one of the easiest to easiest to use and most comprehensive in that it includes g i s and and property data um, They include scannable and relevant content as well um, did a great job I showed you on the page of making it making that page very very easy to digest as opposed to many many paragraphs of content okay so then Next is effective use of search marketing. As I mentioned, between 30 and 50 percent of your traffic to your website is going to come from search engines, and, and mostly from Google. Um, so we score. Uh, in this case, we we searched for the number one term, and I think I'm going to show you. I think I've got a slide in here which are the top uh, terms that drive economic development search traffic. Which is, and I have to say, for many of our clients, this is this is like voodoo science. Um, Search engine marketing is, and and in general, what our clients say is, um, you know, I just wanna, I just wanna show up on a search engine. Well, um, in, in general, we think the the, we, we think you wanna kind of dominate search engines. I mean, if, if you're just showing up, if you're, the the statistics tell you that if you're after fourth or fifth on the list, you're really not gonna get meaningful traffic. So we think the goal is to get first page rankings, uh, organically, which are in this part. Uh, of a search engine result. Um, And if you don't, use pay-per-click to have sponsored links which normally show up in the right. So uh, we take two of the top ten terms and we we scored the site based on that. So we looked at Indianapolis Economic Development and here's what we found. In this case uh, Indianapolis Economic Development is a different organization um, leading to real confusion. There's even the Indiana Economic Development Corporation that uh, shows up higher, and even one of their subsidiary geographies. So in this case, uh, um, searching for that top term uh, really didn't, didn't go well for this client. And, and again, here are, the, here are the top ten terms. Your organization name, your city region name, incentive type that you offer, and this is a surprise to most, uh, but if you think about it, maybe it shouldn't be. Um, incentives can really drive uh, traffic, and, and that's often what, what uh, relocating companies are looking for. You can also get traffic from a resident company name. So if you're in Wichita, um, the aerospace companies there, for example, uh, are searched for quite a bit. And if you're ranking for those terms, for example, if you're profiling them on your website, you can get a lot of traffic there. Um, the region name, if it's different from the city. Um, organizational URL, uh, Without uh, the .com or the .net or the .org, this is this is kind of funny, but a huge uh, proportion of of traffic comes from people typing your URL <laughs> into the search bar, and uh, you know, essentially Google saying, "Did you mean actually to enter this URL?" Um, next is a campaign name, so if you've got an initiative or or fundraising, um, city region name maps. So, which to to kind of continue with the Wichita analogy, Wichita Maps, Wichita Counties, or Wichita Industries. So we actually have a list in our slide share of the top 25 search engine marketing terms, uh, and it's a white paper, kind of a how-to white paper. I'd really recommend that you download it, um, because this is a, an incredibly important source of traffic for you. So in this case, and this is true for a lot of organizations that don't use the full city name, like Indy Partnership as opposed to Indianapolis, um, they don't rank number one organically for Indianapolis Economic Development. Now they do; they are number one for the Indy Partnership, um, and they don't use pay-per-click to drive additional traffic. So, for for this website, driving search and driving um, driving traffic from search engines is a real priority. And, and since we uh, started this presentation a couple a couple months ago. Uh, this client has moved forward with with these kinds of services, which is great. Okay, so the next the next category, and again, if you if you've got questions, definitely feel free to chat them to me using your your bar on the right, um, is effective use of of uh, email and news. So in this case, this is the Indie Partnership blog, which is designed to be integrated uh, very closely with the website. So it's got a other things that they do are a monthly email newsletter to investors and prospects, tracking tracking performance of those newsletters, and posting newsletters and news items to your website weekly or monthly. And this is, in terms of using news sections and blogs, this is there's a a very neat. Um, uh, I'm gonna actually bring up the live site here, and I I just think this is this is a great use of, of, um, of this so. Google's got a nice uh, Winter Olympics graphic today. Okay. So essentially, if we're going to go into the news news center here, let's see. This is one of the things that I think that's really nice. So um, each of the folks that that, uh, you can work with there has their own uh, blog and they don't they don't update it all the time, but you've got the CEO Ron Gifford blogging, and they're all related to each other. But um, you can really get you know it, it's not I wouldn't say that it's over designed, but they do a nice job of of highlighting uh, things that are in their targeted industries. Um, I, they have a little bit of fun with it as well. Ron Gifford's boringly titled blog. <laughs> Ron is an attorney. Um, uh, but you know, for example, he's been he's been blogging from he blogged from China, for example, or uh, he had a great uh, piece of information here about uh, the states that are emerging from recession, uh, of which Indiana was one. So uh, just really great use of of blogs here. So uh, we we kind of group that into news sections as well. So. Uh, we scored uh, because of, of how often that they're they're using email newsletters and how often they're using uh, their blog or website to post new new items. We score that very highly for them. Okay, so next we're going to define what effective performance tracking is, and I think this is important. I think that we we get a lot of questions from our clients who say, "Hey, how often um, how often should." Um, how often should I look at statistics? In some cases, we, um, in some cases, we, you know, we have clients that are looking at things weekly, and um, I'm going to answer your question here, Jenny, in a in a second. Um, but in general, we say monthly is the right amount of time to to be doing that. So I'm going to go ahead and see if I can find Indie Partnership here to see how many Twitter followers they have. Let's see. I'll have to get back to, uh, I'll get back to that in a second. The answer in general is that, uh, oh, maybe if I sign in. You know, Jenny, I'll get back to you on the number of followers. Um, um, but in general, on, on performance tracking, we think that you should re- be receiving a report once a month not using HITS, we, we get a lot of people saying, hey, I'm interested in HITS. HITS is something that should probably be retired. Um, the, the right terminology would be unique visits or unique visitors, which are two different things, Refers and downloads. And the more, our more advanced clients are doing integrated tracking of advertising web and, and PR effectiveness. So in this case, um, they receive a report once a month, which is uh, we've installed Google Analytics for them. And the best thing about Google Analytics is that it's free. (laughs) It's an awesome uh, tool set that that, um, is, is, uh, I would say, as good as, as, uh, or nearly as good as some of the most expensive commercial solutions. One of the things that Atlas does is we actually aggregate that information as part of our development results service. So if you're on Google Analytics now, we can actually benchmark your performance against other economic development websites, and we think that's a, a pretty great service. Okay, so the next is effective use of maps and GIS. So um, GIS is something that I believe about, according to to some research, about 33% or a third um, of economic developers have some form of GIS on their website. And about a third more are are planning to add it in the next year or two. Um, And and there's a lot of kind of mojo about GIS. We we got in the GIS uh, business about uh, 18 months or two years ago in general, um, you know, you don't have to go all the way to GIS uh, to uh, to do a good job a good job with maps. So, the first thing is make sure that you use maps just that have various layers. So, how do I look at the universities that are in the area or the education, the K through 12 assets? How do I map streets and transportation? How do I um, map uh, business parks and and the largest employers and things like that? So. Those are things that can just essentially tell a a simple story and that can just be a graphic map um, uh, that you put on your website as an image. Um, The next level up is to use integrated real estate searches slash GIS mapping software. So having a a searchable, mappable database of of real estate and properties. Um, And then the next one up is generating dynamic demographic and business reports around those points on your website. um, there are really different levels uh, that, depending on your budget, different ways you can serve uh, various needs. Um, our tool set is one that, that integrates it directly into your website and into the content management system, and we're the, we're the only one that does that uh, to go all the way to a, a demographic and, and GIS uh, level, uh, making it really easy for our clients to, to update information and, and provide a, a seamless experience for their users. So we rated uh, that here on their website, and in general, I think the Indy Partnership has done a a really nice job with Maps. Now, they don't hit you over the head with them, but you can get to them through almost any page on the website, and uh, if that's the experience you're looking for as a user. Okay, so then the next part is uh, effective use of new media, and this is something that I think all of us have, have, uh, at least I can speak for myself, I was... I, I've been a uh, LinkedIn user for about three years, but I, at first, I, I admit I kind of got into it and, and wasn't um, uh, really didn't know why. <laughs> but in this case, um, uh, it, it's turned into just a phenomenal business tool. Um, I have about 700 uh, LinkedIn connections. I'm more LinkedIn connections than Facebook friends. Uh, I'm not sure what that says. Um, but in general, the minimums for social media are uh, the following, um, because I think social media is just an, an unbelievable opportunity going forward. Um, number one is just link in between your website and your LinkedIn profile. So this is an example of a, of a public LinkedIn profile of myself. Um, you can also create one for your, for your organization that helps people connect to people at, at, uh, at your organization who are also on LinkedIn. Um, number two is just keeping an active Twitter account where we, we believe Twitter and we've got a number of, of presentations on social media that I won't necessarily get into. We believe that, that keeping, um, keeping your investors and followers um, uh, engaged via Twitter is, is the right thing to do. And, and Jenny, to kind of talk to you about what, what is a good number of followers, in, in general, you, you want to make sure that it's the right people rather than the number but a good number of followers uh, for a large reason, region, I'd say, is between 1 and 2,000. Um, some of the very, very best uh, regions are, are 2,000 or so, which means they can get to 2,000 people essentially instantaneously. Um, but in general, I mean, uh, our company, for example, has uh, you know, 300 to 350 followers. We're just careful to make sure that they're the right ones. Um, so if that helps with, with your question... Um, next is having a blog and updating it four times a week. Um, making sure that, that you're getting something out there, whether it be commentary in your community, um, uh, is, uh, is important. And uh, next is incorporating Share It features on your website. So making sure that you've got the ability for people to share content uh, through various social media channels. Okay. So we've, uh, we scored that here, and uh, in this case, it's funny, uh, we, we originally, in, in preparing for this presentation, we, we, we did this review and, and talked about it with our client as we were preparing to, to do this when we first did it in December. And when we, between the time that we showed it to them and when we did the presentation, they, they added uh, LinkedIn profiles and, and Share It features on their website. So I'll, I'll show you, in case you don't know what, what I'm uh, speaking about here, I'll show you what those are. Um, so this is a Share It feature. That, uh, for example, uh, I could I could tweet Matt Waldo's uh, I could tweet this uh, this page here just by doing that. And I'm going to log in, and it will basically let me uh, let me go ahead and put his profile out there. Now, granted, that in itself doesn't add a lot because I wouldn't do that. But let's say that we found let's say that we found a great piece of data um, on the technology parks here, or Better yet, let's say that we found a great piece of news here, uh, like Indy Partnership promoting advanced manufacturing and clean tech uh, on a European trade mission. That's something that we could go ahead and share uh, uh, very easily, which is great. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and and go back to this slide. Okay, so essentially, so how does this all wrap up? Um, in general this is a website that that could do uh, slightly better on place branding but does a great job on navigation, does a great job on content uh, probably could could get a a heck of a lot more traffic through search engine marketing Um, uses email uh, monthly if not more often and updates its news sections with its blog uh, more than weekly tracks performance monthly monthly, uh, integrates GIS into its website which more and more folks are doing and uses social media to its advantage. So, in this case, you know this this is a website that we have uh, that we did. We've reviewed about 65 websites using this uh, methodology. Uh, a good chunk of them we didn't do. Probably about half of them that we didn't do. And this is the highest-scoring website that, that we've done. And I think this is a, you know, this is a way to uh, get uh, a highly used website, a highly functional website, um, one that generates a ton of of property searches about they get about a property search per visit on this website which is among the best in the country and uh, you know awards are depending on what you think of them they they can be great with your boards they're probably not an end they're probably a means but it's also one uh, kind of the top award for large communities from IEDC so um, so I guess I'll, I'll kind of conclude by saying this. Um, here are the opportunities, even beyond this, um, but opportunities for you, and uh, kind of as, as, an, as a summary part two. Number one, content is king. The more of it you have, the better it's displayed, the better your organization will do. Um, Mark James uh, is, a, is a partner of ours and, and actually has a great quote that he shared with in another webinar where basically his view of websites is that uh, your website is, is now your enterprise communication tool whether it be internal uh, internal communications, external communications, it is very much becoming part of your business and um, part of your organization. And uh, it as a content, there's probably no part of your organization that has more content than your website. Um, clients, meaning you folks who have control over their page, data, file, and photographic content, do better in the long run. You can do more with your own stuff and spend less money doing it. So make sure your content management system, or make sure the one that you choose, gives you that ability. Next is integrated GIS, uh, both front-end and back-end. So you don't have to go into two different tools to manage it. Um, And your users don't have to go to two places to experience, Makes the experience seamless for your users. So an integrated GIS can deliver 300% more property searches than other tools in many markets. Um, Next, never forget your brand on your website your site will, will likely to deliver more than ten times the experiences of any other marketing you do, meaning you may have 2,000 people on your website in a month and you may get one-tenth of that in terms of phone calls. Um, next, search engine marketing is incredibly cost-effective and a targeted way to deliver new leads. Uh, remember to optimize and pay-per-click is a must. In all, solid search engine marketing can increase your traffic to your website by as much as a thousand percent with your targeted audience is. And then lastly, social media is a really vast untapped opportunity. Um, we're still learning uh, what kind of opportunity it is. And it's um, in none of our clients' websites is it more than 10% of the overall website traffic that they deliver. But our clients are getting deals through it. They're working with site selectors through it and they're they're uh, relating to investors through it. And I think that's a it's an important thing to, to come. Okay. So what I'm going to do now is go ahead and open it up to open it up to questions. And I'm going to I'll go ahead and, and uh, unmute everybody. And I'd love to hear questions, comments, feedback um, on uh, on the presentation today. Tammy, you came in a little bit late. Um, I apologize any, for that. <laughs> oh, no problem. Um, anything you feel like you, you didn't get, or any, any anything uh, you want me to kind of back up and talk about? Um, no, I, I was really interested in your pay-per-click um, information. Um, we go back and forth on that, so that was really helpful. Um, blogs, I had a question for you and the rest of the group. Um, do the marketing people control the blogs, or are you seeing clients letting their actual business development folks blog? That is a, that is a, a great question. I'd love to hear... Uh, I, I can give you some examples from our clients, but I'd love to hear uh, some of the other folks uh, speak to that. Any, anybody have any comments on that? I'll, sorry, I'll go ahead sorry, sorry. and hand What was the question again? I, I stepped out real quick. Um, Tammy from Wichita was asking, um, with respect to blogs, um, do marketing do the marketing staffs of economic development organizations uh, control the blog content, or do you allow uh, your CEO or business development folks or others to directly publish? For us here in El Paso, it's a direct publish type of, uh, of situation that we have going on. What we have here in Halifax is um, marketing communications controls the blog um, but all of the employees of the organization we all contribute to it but really it's housed by I guess me who approves the content and making sure the T's are crossed and all of that so it's it's a MarCom responsibility. I, I've i heard, uh, this is Ben, um, I've, Basically, I, I know this from reading blogs, and, I, and I've you know, read various columnists who, who basically say if, you know, essentially you don't want to over-sanitize your blog. So for example, you know, as good as you may like people like us or, or a marketing firm, make sure that, that you're writing it. Um, there are other examples of blogs where, and, and we tend to recommend that the, that the CEO of the organization uh, do a blog and, and maybe it's monthly uh, but really giving inside information somewhat unvarnished information that's what that's what folks want to read on a blog so um, in general you know I, I think a, a marketing uh, person becomes a or, you know a marketing director becomes somebody that that helps organize and time the posts but really and, and may inspire or, or help shape the the content that goes on it but but doesn't write it so hopefully, hopefully that's helpful. Very helpful. All right, great. Any any other uh, any other questions uh, from the audience? Okay, great. Well, I I would like to thank everybody. Um, one of the things that that uh, they're again kind of a, a good reminder for you. Um, Please visit our, if you're not part of it, uh, join our LinkedIn group, which is called Next Gen Economic Development Marketers. Also visit our SlideSpace, and we'll try to get the audio portion of this out to you. Slide is, uh, has not solved that issue for us, but we'll, uh, uh, that's probably something we'll do through our YouTube channel. So, again, I want to thank you very much, and, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you uh, sometime in the future. Thanks for attending.